Welcome to episode number 175 of the Taking With You podcast. For June 10th, 2012, I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And today on the show, we're going to talk about the movie Prometheus, a brand new TV show that my wife just watched, the touch finale, doggy obedience, Catherine's car, and more. Today's big subject is a brand new subject we're calling On Deck Part 1. The story of Noah's life and the practical things that we can get from it. It's going to be a great show. Stick around. It'll be fun. Yeah, I am. Yeah, should be. What do you think of that cool music, huh? It's really pretty. Did you make that? I did. It was actually one of the songs that was not used in a... I did uh, several songs for um, our, the company Petzet mm-hmm. for their website for a, a new video coming up. And that one there um, didn't get chosen. Well, uh, you know, Petzet's kind of a high energy, you know, like a puppy kind of site. You know, energetic. Well, no, it just didn't fit for what we were doing mm-hmm. for that particular thing. Uh-huh. But they did pick a couple of other songs that they're using. One of them is called Dog Possible. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I use a Hammond B3 in it. Because for, for those people who aren't musicians, a Hammond B3 is like an organ sound, right? Yeah, the Hammond B3 organ. But, but you didn't say organ, so I just wanted to clarify that for yeah. the non-musician type. Sounds like this, though, a little bit. Ready? You'll like it. It's really kind of cool. Isn't that cool? I feel like we're going to have church here in a minute. Amen, sister. Or should I say, amen, sister. It's the Reverend Righteous Ricky. What do you think? I think we need to move on. (laughs) (laughs) I think I should start my own preaching show. The Reverend Righteous Ricky with the word of God for today. You just scared our Hallelujah. cat. Did you know the cat was sleeping behind the printer? And when you started talking <coughs> like that, you woke him up. No, he wasn't sleeping. He was sneaking. Oh, he was sneaking. He was on the windowsill. He just came around the back uh, of my... Anyway, I can't play very much of this because it's not my song anymore. I sold it. <laughs> yeah, so you better stop. Yeah, sorry about that. Well, hey, we'll be back in just a moment, and we will introduce... Uh, oh, actually, we'll talk about what's going on at our house. How's that sound? Sounds good. Right after these important messages. On September 22, 2004, Oceanic Flight 815 left Sydney, Australia, bound for Los Angeles, and crashed on a remote and mysterious island somewhere in the South Pacific. The survivors quickly realized this was no ordinary island. The groundbreaking Emmy Award-winning drama Lost ran on ABC television from September 22, 2004 to May 23, 2010 
and remains to this day one of the greatest television series of all time. Relive every moment of this amazing series as we reopen the hatch and take you deep inside each episode of this epic series. My name is Joyce. And I'm Al. And on our show, Lost Flight 815, we'll cover each episode of this immensely popular series in a unique way. We'll watch the show as we record and share our thoughts and Lost facts while you listen to the episode with us. So tune in to the Lost 815 podcast and visit us on the web at www.lostflight815.com and relive one of the greatest shows of all time. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at LostFlight815. So what's going on around the Moyer household? Let's find out. Here's Rick and Amy. It's a crazy world, I tell you. Absolutely crazy. So, how's your voice holding out, dear? Uh, Kind of raspy and crazy after doing the video game part. (laughs) So, I... Oh, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) I'm kind of a little concerned (coughs) that you're going to have, like, a, a... personality disorder or a split personality because you were being um, the voice of Jesus Um, at one moment at one moment and the next moment you were being this evil doctor voice yes yes I was and I was also being a lamb (laughs) so you go from Jesus to an evil voice evil doctor to a nice little lammy so that's really odd. What do you mean odd? It's well, what I do. It's what you do. It's what I do. Yeah. Well, it it's, you know, extremes. Yeah. I also mm-hmm. made the sounds of a beer opening and pouring into a glass. <laughs> yeah. For, was it Oktoberfest or no, it was no, for no, 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 no. Uh, a Star no. Trek um, podcast. No? Yeah. Well... Yes and no. There's a beer drinking podcast that my friend Meds is going to be doing. Okay. And then there's uh, also um, somebody who's going to drink a beer and then review Star Trek stuff. So they're two different ones. All right. But I was involved in both of them, not drinking the beer, mind you. Even though Meds would like me to drink beer, but... uh, But but beer kind of smells like throw up. Well, you think it smells like throw up. You haven't really been around real beer. Yeah, I I doubt I ever will be unless unless we get to London someday and um I have told meds that I'm going to take I'm going to take iPhone footage of you if you ever drink a drop of beer. If I you, but, you've told us that already. But I do want to go to the pub that C.S. Lewis I and J.R. Tolkien How many times have you said to. that on the show? A billion? I, I want to go there. I want to go there. And I want to walk on the little <laughs> lane that that they walked in Oxford and talked We're about. We're off to see the wizard, the wonderful things. Wizard of Oz. No, because, not because, the because, because, of because, Oz. because, because, because of the wonderful things he does. Do, 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 do. Oxford is not Oz. They both start with an O, but that's all that they have in common. Mm, Cambridge. But we're talking about. Um, oh, know. my. <laughs> oh. What? Oh, no. no what? No. What? I am talking about England. I'm reading a book right now that we're going to interview the author in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And it's based in the 
eight um no the 1500s when king henry was king and that's when they made that candy bar wasn't it? the oh henry mm. Mm, i don't think so but i i think you he eat was it and you go, oh of, henry he was he was not a nice king he had lots of wives you weren't a nice king he he killed his wives i didn't vote often. for you don't vote for kings he he killed his wife. If if he asked you to marry him, then you were in trouble because you probably wouldn't live long. Well, glad yeah. you didn't ask me to marry him then. Yeah. So anyway, um, I'm reading that book right now. It's really good. What's it called? It's called... Don't Marry the King. It's called The Secret Keeper by Sandra Bird. The Secret Keeper. Mm-hmm. I can do movie trailers right now because my voice is so hushed. The Secret Keeper. Your voice is lowered right now because it is not quite. Not really. It just is just hashed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. So, so um, yeah. That's I've been cleaning house and reading in between cleaning today, and um, busy week work week for me too. And you had a busy work week. I did. I had so many different things. I did go to the movies with my son Andrew though again. Well, yeah, he got to have Friday off work. He worked four tens, and then often he works overtime on yeah. on Friday, but he didn't have to work this week. So, so we went and saw the Alien movie. So while I was working, yeah, you, you guys wouldn't were like playing. It. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah, definitely not a movie that I would want to go see. And it was, I have to say, you know, it's, it's not a movie. Well, okay, I don't make a real habit of going to R-rated movies just because usually there's stuff in them that I don't, you know, I just I don't want to see. I didn't know that you guys went to an R-rated movie. We did. It was rated R for the gore mm-hmm. and the violence. And there was a couple of words that kind of floated on through there that weren't appropriate. But, but I went and saw Prometheus with my son. Andrew and uh, wow, what a movie! It was really—it's like a alien prequel to the movie Alien. You never liked the no, movie Alien. I didn't either. like any of the. Alien Did you ever watch Alien? Predator? I I walked in the room a few times when you and Andrew were like watching Predator versus Alien or something, and <laughs> and no, I I don't like any movie like that whatsoever. Not at all. Yeah, well, you probably no. wouldn't then survive on a ship in the middle of space with an alien coming after you. You'd probably be one of them that died early. No, I wouldn't be on a ship with evil aliens. That's awful. Well, no. you know, it's evil from their perspective, I guess. But uh, maybe, well, never mind. Yeah. Anyway, um, Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Very, if you're an alien fan of the movie Alien. And you mm-hmm. like aliens and alien resurrection, I think, is the third one. You will probably like this one. It, it's basically an origin story, and but it has a different twist to it, and it kind of goes in a different direction than you expect it to. And there, it was it was pretty gory. There was a couple of scenes that had me squirming pretty well, bad. I heard you talking to a friend of yours on uh-huh. Skype or something, and it no, that seem... was the, the cell phone, dear. Cell phone, whatever it was. Whatever it was. And- it, it did seem Skype like he didn't something. like it that much. He had oh. mixed feelings. It seemed like you kind of had mixed feelings about it, too. Well, yeah. It's, just, it's not the, the original Alien movie, but uh, it definitely was a ride. I can tell you that. It's just not for the faint at heart. Don't take kids to it. This is and, how different you are because I want to go see the cartoon Brave. That seems more my speed. But you know what? I want to see that one, too. I like it <laughs> because they're talking like Scrooge McDuck. I'm liking that. I'm liking that. And I like the sassy character who's playing the girl. Yeah. Yeah. 
I just like yes. accents, and I think it looks it looks very funny. Yes, indeed. So uh, Prometheus for me, um, like I say, if you have if you're squeamish, you don't like cuss words, and you don't like gore, don't go see a book very similar to Jane Austen's um, books right now. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, Jane Austen's books are set in the 1700s instead of 1500s, but kind of similar feel. Um, Secret Keeper. So that that's one extreme. I like historical fiction. You like science fiction, futuristic. And and I do some of that, but I don't like anything overly gory or overly scary or And that thus this is why yes. you would never go watch this movie. I would never go watch that movie. Yeah. Oh, I, I'd like to see it one more time actually. Yeah. Um Jane but not Austin. right away. Jane Austen's more my speed. <laughs> Steve Austin is my speed. I, yeah. I liked him. Not the wrestler. Jane Austen versus Steve Austin. That that's kind of describes us. Yeah. So what else happened at our house this week? You watched a brand new show that I haven't got a chance to watch yet. And it had, who did it have on it? Well, now this was kind of interesting because it had a couple of really popular sci-fi characters or peep actors that, were in sci-fi. Oh yeah, um, Daniel Jackson from from uh, from, from Stargate, Stargate SG One, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it had the the actress. And I should have looked up their names, but I'm uh, Michael forgot. Shanks is oh, the, Michael Shanks. The guy. But I can't remember the name of the actress that she played in as Lois in um in Smallville. Is it Kristen something? No, I think that's the other girl's name. Oh, is this Erica Durant? She played Lois? The the one that played Lois. Not the one that played Lana. Not Lana. So it's Erica something. Something like that. Oh, I didn't know she was. And how how was it? They were the two main characters. Well, you know, I I can't say at this point that I can totally recommend it. It's definitely not a family show for little kids because it it deals with some adult things. It is um, called Saving Hope. Okay. And I I I believe it's set in New York City in probably um was it Zion Hope Hospital something something like hospital drama. Kind of yeah. There the do- there's doctors. Doctor, will he die? And mm, he and could. <laughs> Ta. Will the Spo- patient survive? Okay. Spoiler alert here. Oh, oh, right. Before anybody even watches it, well, you're gonna give a spoiler. I don't think so. Well, it's part of the. How can I explain the plot? Okay. Okay. I'll try not to. Okay. Well, say specific, but you need to stop doing that la 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 thing, or you're gonna drive me nuts. Okay. So. Without giving any details, it yeah. deals a little bit with... A little bit. It just deals a little bit with it. With um, kind of... <laughs> well, spit it out, woman. Um, out-of-body <laughs> experiences and and death. Mm. But, so it's, it's kind of a spiritual show, but in kind of a weird way. So I'm not sure I, I can give it my endorsement. Um, Spiritually? Yeah. Well, spiritually and ethically, there's some some interesting stuff going on. Um, so, I'm and by not interesting, sure. you mean wrong? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, okay. I like that. So, you know, I I was wanting to see it because there were some characters we had seen in other shows, in other shows, some yeah. actors yeah. that that we had, you know, you Saving watched Hope. Saving Hope. So, 
I'll let you know what I think later on. I'm and not I haven't sure watched it yet. yet. You taped it, and I'll have—I mean, taped it. Well, you recorded it. Recorded I'm going to have to uh, check it out. So, but I have to say, this next show we're going to talk about—it was so awesome. I love this show. Have we talked about it before? I don't think so. We were really—we really enjoyed the new show called Touch, Touch about, on Fox about with uh, Kiefer, Su- Kiefer Sutherland. Sutherland. And he yeah. plays a father of an autistic child who... Very um, different than Jack Bowers. He, he has never... The the son has, ne- has never spoken, but he has very special gifts when it comes to um, numbers and... Well, he's autistic, right? Um, yeah, he's autistic and... He's very gifted with numbers, and he can see patterns and things like fractals. Mm-hmm. And it's just a really fascinating show. And even though spiritually it might come out a, from a different perspective than than maybe you would hear on a Sunday morning at a church, it it's kind of fascinating how what I would call God incidences happen in the show where different people... Instead of coincidences, yeah, there's well, a reason behind well, it. Well, you know, I would call them God incidences. Someone would call them like... Um, Don't give away stuff. Yeah, it's it's just a really fascinating show and a really special show about the love of the father for his son and yeah. how he's realizing his son is special and, guess and what? a special gift. They actually renewed it. Did they renew it? Yeah. That's amazing because usually we find a show we like and they cancel it. Uh, so like Alcatraz. They canceled Alcatraz. Why would you do that? Well, and I like that the gifted man the too. Gift, a gifted it got stupid. Was that it got it stupid. Get, it was it, a little bit far. It started out really cool and by the end of well, it gifted man was a gifted it was it was not very it gifted. It was a bit far fetched and spiritually far-fetched? different too. But yeah, whatever. But I don't know. It had possibilities, but yeah, yeah. I did like Touch, and I would recommend that show. It was really neat. It yeah. had just lots of happy endings where people found each other, different things that how they were connected. And and it, I at the that. end of the program, you kind of of, of each program, it kind of shows how how completely random you think things are completely random, but they all work together to make something happen. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. Yeah, it was cool. So. I could be on FM radio. Hey, FM radio. Okay, where did Playing that the hits come from? Late at night. I'm Rick Moyer. Okay, we need to get back on. Hi, Amy. Are you listening to my show? Um, if you keep on doing that, I won't be very much longer. <clears throat> I would think you'd like that. Um, so I I bought something really off an infomercial. Awkward. Yes, I yes, bought something off an infomercial. I did it. I watched, I watched it twice, and then our I, whole family watched it. And then we ordered it. And we haven't tried it yet because we have to watch the DVD that comes with it. We altogether. ordered a DVD and a special training collar from the Dog Father. It's true. Is that what it's called, the Dog Father? He's called the Dog Father. Huh. Well, we're going to see if this works. And our main concern with our dog is that... This is Jade we're talking Jade, about. Is that she has a hard time socializing with other dogs. That's our main problem. No, she does. She's not no, really a runner. No, 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 no. She doesn't run off. Uh, you're. I'm home with her far much more than you are. So there's more problems than just not liking other dogs. Oh, okay. 
Well, I'm not around. She jumps much, on people. She, she barks high pitched and hurts our ears. Yeah, you she can't does trust that. her in the car if you take her to town and you need to go into the store for a minute. She might chew things up, but she she hasn't really chewed up a lot of things. And, and the worst though is she jumps on people. It's awful. Yeah, so we need to break her of the habit of jumping on people. And I want to be able to go on walks with her without running into other dogs and or without being pulled down the road. Yeah, that's just too. not. Yeah. So yeah, we need some little puppy obedience well she's not really a puppy she's gonna be two though. years old coming up yeah so it's time for her to Are grow we gonna throw up her a birthday party it's time for her to grow up do you throw dogs birthday be party? a well-behaved dog do we ha- do we do that um I'm what do you give them sure. for presents and stuff like they don't eat cake so what would you give them um well she likes eating the leftover cat food that she's not supposed to eat Ugh. yeah Okay. So so anyway, our dog. We're gonna watch the video tomorrow as a family, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then we're gonna get her her new collar goes on, and then uh, we're gonna start training her this week. Mm-hmm. And maybe they say within a day. This is what the infomercial promised. That if you don't like it, it's absolutely guaranteed money back. If you don't like it, if it doesn't work, mm-hmm. but it's supposed to work within the first half hour, actually, not completely, but I mean, it starts to work on them. Well, at least, at least teaching them to heal and walk with you and not pull ahead. Well, I was going to send her to Oral Roberts University um, to learn how to heal, but she had a problem with that. She'd go, oh, 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 and nobody would respond to her. It, it, was, it doesn't make as much sense. Oh, just listening to you do that. He put his hand up like he was, you know, like a TV evangelist praying for people and touching faith healer, their yeah. faith healer, touching people's healer, heads. a blue healer. So that didn't make sense to people when you were just. Well, maybe it did, but you don't. It didn't make sense to you, maybe. No, I knew what you were doing, but uh, people couldn't see you pretending to. So our dog, uh, our dog is going to learn obedience. She's going to be an obedient doggy. Mm-hmm. And and you know I did some research. The collar kind of pinches their neck at first if they pull against it, uh-huh. and that makes them stop. And it's, uh, supposedly they're very smart, and within the within the first day they don't pull on that anymore. And um, I did read a lot about it, and there is one lady that actually put the collar on herself because she didn't want to be she didn't want to be cruel or mean. Or cruel to and the, she said it doesn't hurt that much. It's just annoying. It's just kind of annoying. It, it she said it did pinch a little bit but not to the point of ever hurting the dog. Yeah. And uh, and after Well, and I took the razor blades off it cuz I didn't think that was no, really appropriate. There's no razor blades. <sighs> <sighs> but I guess after about so, 10 minutes Hey, wait a minute. Where's the dog head go? Well, we'll have to give a report next week about whether <laughs> it actually worked or not. <laughs> we should but, do a podcast on disciplining your doggy. Well, and doggy I, discipline I, with Rick and Amy. I think that Oh, that's your foot. I oh, think that a great part of it though is training the people. Yeah, more right. Than training the dog. Right. Uh, training right. us how to I don't need no training. <laughs> What are you laughing about? I sleep in my bed. Uh, I don't poop on the floor. Uh, no, no, no. But, but <laughs> you feed the dog from the table. So you. Uh, it's food. Food is good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I think there's things that we need to learn to do, like not say, "Here, come on, doggy, and have it get up on the couch." 
Oh, and don't say you're like not going to let her get on the couch. <sighs> well, anyway. She's our dog, for goodness sakes. I mean, I wake up in the middle of the night and her legs are straight up in the air and she's hogging the bed. <laughs> I know. That's, she's our dog. Uh, she, you say that because usually she hogs my side of the bed. Yeah. So you don't really Not care. usually anymore. She uh, likes me a lot. Yeah, but she still hogs my side of the bed a lot. Mm. Hey, um, okay, so Doggy, we'll we'll give you an update next week on yeah. Jade, the Jadel Master. Jadel, Jadel, you are such a great a dog. She is a good dog. She has a great do- dog, part. Jade. But she just needs the to, color green. She just needs to get along with other dogs and a few other things. Not jump on people. Not bark a lot. <laughs> Stuff. That's a good idea. Yeah. So the other thing that happened this last week, I don't know if we talked about it last episode, but um, I got a call from my uh, daughter uh, that she said she was stranded at 7-Eleven. And so uh, Andrew and I had to go rescue her. Her car broke down. Well, long story short, her, we thought it was a, a water pump, but it wasn't. And it ended up being that her air conditioner had seized up on it. And uh, we had to, we couldn't fix it. So we ha- I had a, r- a friend at church that came and got a trailer. After it was, had to get towed home by a towing company. Which er, was not cheap. No, I don't even want to talk about that. But uh, we did find a mechanic uh, of quite a ways from our house. Not horrible away. But, um, about my, 20 minutes away. Yeah, my friend came with his trailer and put the car on that and took it up to the mechanic. The mechanic fixed it. We went up and... Uh, I paid the money and we got the car back and we drove it home and now it works great. They basically bypassed the air conditioner, so mm-hmm. my daughter doesn't have air conditioning in her caddy anymore. But it hasn't worked since she bought the car. Yeah, it didn't have an AC working, and that's and... why everything broke inside of it because <laughs> the the wheel wasn't turning on it, so the belt was rubbing on it and it broke the belt, yeah, the, serpentine the serpentine belt. belt. I learned about the serpentine belt. Yeah, which it's good that that. She got it fixed. Yeah, so now she can drive back and forth, and I feel better about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, now her flower power mobile is on the road again. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I hope everything works out well for her with that. Did did we mention that when she works at the coffee shop, her boss said that her car brings in business because... This oh, because it has the smiley faces. Because well, it has smiley faces and flowers yeah. all over it, and the surfers think it's really we actually, bad. you know, and we actually got a, a pretty good deal on the on the. I mean, most of the time, it, it, she doesn't have a car payment on it because it's paid off. But um, the, uh, you know, it most nineteen ninety five. So it was <laughs> it was like a couple of car payments if she had those. Yeah. To fix it, so I think it ended up being like close to five hundred bucks altogether, but that was with the towing and the parts and all that jazz. So, yeah. uh, and the mechanic and stuff. So it's all taken care of, and now she's on on the road again. She can't wait to get on the road again. <laughs> Life yes. she loves is making pizza with her friends and serving coffee. And serving coffee <laughs> on the road again. So she has two jobs she's going to be working this summer. and yeah, She's already um, working she's, them, dear. Yeah, she's already working them. But In fact, she worked all day today at the pizza place. Yeah, she's still there. She learned yeah. how to throw pizzas, which is kind of fun. Yeah. You never and, want to really do that, though, because a hot pizza, out, when it lands on the side of your face, we, ooh, ouch, We burn. found out that they don't really throw them anymore. They just kind of spread out the dough. They but, don't throw them in the air? No. What? But because because originally they used to throw them in the air, they still call them throwing pizzas. Well, that just we have a place in town that throws pizza still. I see him do it. Yeah, but Domino's where she works doesn't throw the uh, pizzas. Okay. They pretty much just spread the dough out. 
Well, I didn't know that. I thought <laughs> yeah. she th- actually threw a pizza. I was all excited. Yeah, no. Okay, so that's what happened at our house this week. We ha- You can tell it was really exciting, huh? Yeah, well, you know, you got her car working again, so that was a good thing. Yeah. And, and you got, you had work, yay. Yeah, I had a lot of work. Because, you know, there's some weeks where there's hardly any or, if, or none. <laughs> so, you've, you've, one thing you didn't mention is you've done a few little websites too. Oh, for, yeah, I've been working, doing people. some websites and stuff like that. People can check them out. AberdeenArtWalk.com. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, our friend, uh, Wayne from the Trekmate podcast that I do there. I've done some work for them doing intros and bumpers and different things for their show. Mm-hmm. Uh, sent us an ad. So here it is right now. You can listen to it. Make it so. Hi, we're the Trekmate podcast. Join us each week for the latest Star Trek news, in-depth discussions, and some pretty cool guests. And as you will soon find out, we're a podcast that loves to play games. So join us each week for trivia and competitions galore, where you'll be able to win real prizes. Find us at trekmates.org.uk or on iTunes, Stitcher, and where all cool podcasts are available. Program complete. Enter when ready. Don't you love his accent? Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, Wayne is really cool. Wayne um, is is great. The folks that work with him on the Trekmate podcast are really fun. I started listening to them um, on Stitcher, uh, Stitcher Smart Radio, which, by the way, is a wonderful thing. We're on Stitcher, and guess what? What? Our friend Rico and Trex and Sci-Fi is now on Stitcher. Oh, cool. And guess what? What? Our friend Dan and Laura with the Out of Range podcast, mm-hmm. they're on Stitcher, too. Cool. And guess what? What? Our friend Alan Joyce, yeah. their new... Their brand new one, Flight They're Eight Lost, Fi- Lost Flight Eight Fifteen, is on Stitcher. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, anomalies, anomalies on Stitcher. On uh, the the uh, <laughs> UMB podcast with Joe is is uh, all about you know video games, old old video games uh-huh. and hardware and stuff. That's on Stitcher. Just about everybody I like to listen to is on Stitcher. I'm pretty excited about that. Our friend uh, our friend Colin from England is also on Stitcher mm-hmm. with um, with his Trek news and views podcast as well you know what i one thing i like about stitcher is that um the other day i had a message on my iphone that said um i was almost out of memory oh no and because i have so many podcasts on my on my ipod so iphone so i had to go through and take off about a month of my bible readings that are on there mm-hmm. and so then i was okay again my friend gareth the ones that i'd already listened our friend to. gareth mm-hmm. he he has that cool show where he talks about asperger's syndrome mm-hmm. he's on stitcher too cool our friend greg you know greg who does inappropriate conversations uh-huh he's well the reason why i say it's cool is because it all gets stored kind of in the stitcher cloud or whatever yeah and you, it doesn't it doesn't take up the memory on your phone and whereas well, it's when at, I have... you know how it really works, Aim? Mm-hmm. It really doesn't go to Stitcher. Basically what Stitcher does is they get the, the feed from us and mm-hmm. it's on our server, you know, I mean our our show yeah. and other people's. And then they basically they it. stream it for yeah. you is what they do. Well, and um, guess what? What? Our friend Meds and Kel uh-huh. from Waffle On Podcast. They're on Stitcher. They're on Stitcher. Yeah. So so Stitcher's kind of fun and, and we don't get any money for promoting them. <laughs> No. <laughs> but um you know it's it's just a good s- service it that, really guess what 
What? Our yeah. friend Wayne Henderson, who does voiceovers and, and fringe podcast, the fringe a uh, fringe casting podcast, uh-huh. yeah, and and all sorts of other cool things. The Packer, mm-hmm. one. Packer fan mm-hmm. podcast. Guess what? He's on Stitcher too. He's on Stitcher. Yeah. So there's a lot. Everybody of who's anybody is on Stitcher. <laughs> there's a lot of good ones on there. Um. Yeah. And, so is Tales from the Mouse House. And it doesn't like. Hog your your. It, it doesn't um, take up memory. your memory. Yeah. And one thing with with iTunes though too, you can listen to us and probably all these other ones on iTunes. On iTunes, yeah. And just stream also. Yes, you can. Or you can so, go to our takehimwithyou.com website and, and you can click on the play button mm-hmm. and it plays it right over the computer. Yeah. So you can stream. Computer. You can stream. Use the keyboard. Many places and not have to put it on your. One thing I do have to say that... Not now, Madeline. Go ahead. One thing I do ha- have to say, though, is if I'm listening to an audiobook podcast, I still like to download it because then it'll just go from one to another. I don't get it. I, okay. Well, you know how if you have podcasts in order uh-huh. and you start playing one, uh-huh. it'll just go to the next one Yes. when you're done? Yes. Where, I'm not sure, does Stitcher do that? Like, yes, it does. Oh, but you have to go back in the archive. I think it only goes back like five or six weeks, doesn't it? Or most recent podcasts. Um, I don't know. Hmm. We have to figure that I one out. I guess I could. But Stitcher yeah. Smart Radio. Download the app today for your Android or your Apple device or your computer or whatever you want. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool, you. Yo, yeah, so yo, it's that, cool. That's something that that we like. You um, know what? What? Our friend Jeff and Colleen Roney. Yes. The ones that do. The Once Upon a Time fan podcast. Mm-hmm, that's right. Guess what? They're on Stitcher too. They are. Matter they're of fact, on, I think they're, on, they're Stitcher. on my favorites, I believe. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So, you know what? A lot of the ones you mentioned. A lot are of people on are my on favorites. Stitcher. You got to mm-hmm. be signing up for it, I'm telling you. Okay, enough of that. <sighs> enough of it already. Mercy. Yeah. Um, something cool going on. We're going to play one more promo and then we'll get into our, 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 uh, main subject of the day okay. of the podcast. Something you'd like to listen to, lovey. Okay. Does it sound like Thurston Howell? Thurston Howell the third. Yes. Yes, dear. Yes. I'm not going to try to sound like Mrs. Howell. Sorry. Oh, yes. I couldn't even do her voice if I tried. You might be able to do better than I could. Uh, maybe. I never know. Anyway, um, our <laughs> friends, Jen and Angela. Yeah. And Sue and Casey and Laura and... Anomaly Se- podcast. Anomaly, Anomaly, yeah. Anomaly supplemental podcast. Anomaly. Do, 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 do. Those guys. Yeah. Gals. Anyway, they Geeky just chicks. did a brand new episode of one of my... They reviewed one of my favorite all-time TNG Star Trek um, episodes. Measure of a Man, where Data is threatened to be taken apart by Commander Maddox. I started listening to that, it's and great. I haven't finished yet. It's great. It's great. It's great. Yeah. They did a really great job on I, it. I really like that they do interviews sometimes, and um, there's they have a lot of good podcasts. So go back in the archives, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Because... Mm-hmm. They just have tons of really cool things on their on their podcast. And then, um, from what I understand, Sue and several other the ladies are doing a whole thing on data, just like personality profile on data. So that's going to be really cool. And she just got done going to uh, Sue just got done going down to um, uh, Florida to Disney World for Star Wars weekend. 
I saw those pictures. Yeah, Very cute, Sue. They're gonna put they're gonna put those out, uh, in a uh, slideshow with music and everything, coming up on Anomaly as well. I so, like the Star Wars parade. Yeah. So here you go. Check this out, and then we'll be back. Have you ever experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly podcast may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's interviews, convention reports, commentary on geek culture, games, sci-fi and fantasy television, literature, and film provided a feeling of fullness while promoting health for optimal geekiness. The Anomaly podcast is not suitable for all people. Only geekily active cool chicks with a healthy sense of humor should listen. Geekily active cool guys should listen, too. Anomaly has resulted in sudden fits of squee. Broad smiles may appear without warning and could become permanent. The most common side effects of Anomaly are unconsciously joining in the Gamma Quadrant golf clap, out loud, at work, to the amusement of co-workers, and attempting to interject opinions aloud to hosts who can't hear the listener. But in all cases, the benefits outweigh the risks. Ask your anomaly if you're healthy enough for entertainment of this caliber. You don't need a doctor's messy handwriting to obtain a free subscription. Anomaly is available over the counter at Stitcher Radio and in the iTunes, Zune, and Blackberry stores. You can also stream episodes of Anomaly and Anomaly Supplemental at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Just one one-hour episode provides 24 hours of relief and never leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Music by JewelBeat.com Yeah, geeky stuff is cool, eh? Yes. I have a really cool thing to tell everybody. Um, at the end of the podcast today, I interviewed a friend of ours named Randy Crane mm -hmm. about something really cool that he does. He is like a life coach, mm -hmm. and he has a wonderful program for those people that are seeking more f for their faith, mm -hmm. you know, and want to go a little bit further into uh, uh, living for God and, and, and finding out what their purpose is in life. He has this really cool program that he does that he's going to talk about. I interviewed him, and we had a really good chat about it. And I'm going to play that at the end of the podcast today so that everybody can hear. And maybe some of our listeners might be interested in, in joining up with him and doing some stuff because very, very cool and a neat idea that he has going. And so uh, stay tuned for that. Don't don't stop early because you want to wait it's a really cool interview and randy's a really great guy and you'll get to hear straight from his mouth on what he's offering it's really really cool so stick around for that well it's time for food for thought the the, the moment in the show where we talk about something from the bible and we we try to relate it to what is practical in our world today so we're starting a brand new series called on deck and it's just a play on words there because this is all about the story of Noah. Not just Noah and the ark, but actually Noah and the passages of scripture during that time that he lived. So it should be very interesting. So stick around. We'll be right back and we'll be talking about Noah in just a moment.
how sometimes um, in, in popular culture, mm-hmm. we can talk about a specific thing and, and it just becomes... It becomes like a like everybody thinks it's just fact. This is how the story goes, and this is what what it mm-hmm. was. When in fact, sometimes if you go back to the original source of where the story came from, it's a, a quite a bit different than what the the normal public knows yeah. or perceives about the story, or what you see in little cartoon books made for children, like fairy tales and different <laughs> yeah. things like that. Right. Uh-huh. Well, in this case, today we're going to be talking about the Bible. Now. I know a lot of people that listen to our program are not religious people per se, um, but they're interested in spiritual things and they want to know a little bit more about what we believe and what our faith is like. Um, So we're going to talk about um, the biblical character of Noah. Mm -hmm. Now, Noah was an amazing guy um, in a couple of different areas. He also was very human and had faults, just like everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's a fascinating story about his life, and it was recorded in three chapters in the book of Genesis. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very fascinating stuff. Noah's a guy that lived um, for 650 years. Was it 600? No, 950 years. Yeah. And we're going to talk about um, that whole concept of when people lived longer and why. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about um, some different aspects of... You know, some of the reasons that we think the flood might have happened. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some really interesting things this week. We're actually precursing the whole precursing, precursor, pre, what do you call this? Kind Prequilling? of. Prequilling? I don't know. <laughs> well, before, kind of, okay. Kind of laying the foundation for the story to come. <laughs> well, yeah, and, I, and I'll tell you why. Because sometimes, um, I've noticed this, sometimes in religion, and sometimes in spiritual matters, people skip over parts they don't understand. And so they just, like if they're reading the Bible, they'll skip a whole passage because they don't get it mm-hmm. or they don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I remember the church I grew up in, someone said, wait, they're, they're going to skip these few verses. And they did. And they did. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it talked about healing or something. And the church I grew up in wasn't big on that kind of thing mm-hmm. you know so they just skipped it <laughs> yeah. and that happens a lot yeah you know i mean sometimes i think that's one of the reasons that sometimes um christianity gets such a bad rap because so many people that represent god um do that very thing they're very hypocritical so like you got the faith preachers who all they do is talk about money and prosperity and send them your their your cash mm-hmm. and they're way distorted all the way over on one side yeah. And they they're not balanced. And then you've got the other people that you know that say you you know you need to live in poverty and you know you know hit your head on a board and crawl in the dust on your knees, you know. So they're clear on the other side of things. Mm-hmm. But the but the real the real way that faith is it's it's in the middle there and it's it's it takes into account the whole of our faith when it comes to the Bible and comes mm-hmm. to scripture and it doesn't avoid things. Mhm. And sometimes there's some really tough questions that happen. We were talking about that the other day. Yeah. We were talking about how, you know, because a lot of people say, well, the God of the Old Testament is so different than what you're talking about, Rick, when you talk about how Jesus loves me and he has a plan for my life and all. You know, they're like, wait a minute, if this is the same God, how is that possible? You know, one thing that really blessed me this week, I was listening to my daily audio Bible um, podcast, uh-huh. which I really enjoy a lot. But the guy, Where the guy talks like this. He does talk a little bit like Captain Kirk, yes, but not he does. too bad. 
Um, and then Moses stood upon the rock. (laughs) So can you let me finish here? Yeah. Okay. So one thing that really blessed me is that he admitted that sometimes when he was reading the Old Testament, he wanted to take and take his Bible and throw it across the room. And I go, I'm not the only one. I like this. <laughs> Someone you, else's it can relate to me. You felt like you want to throw the Bible across well, the room? Well, not... Wow. I mean, not the, you have some anger issues. We need to go to counseling. <laughs> not not a lot of it. But there's a few instances. And he, where you might be frustrated or don't he, understand. Well, he made the point that in a lot of these instances that really frustrate us and and make us not understand a lot of them didn't say and thus said the lord right it was like things that people did uh-huh. and it was within their culture and the way things worked then mm-hmm. but it wasn't necessarily right right or you know follow god's 10 commandments or right. whatever yeah. um it was just the way people did things then and it goes a little bit against our western sensibilities yeah and and so but you know i still have questions about the old testament and the way why things were that way when and and don't you think that's okay though yeah i mean because i I think think some people think if they if they question or they have any doubt then they're really they're really not spiritual people then because they have doubt or they have questions because i know a lot of people that wouldn't consider themselves christians but they really are I, 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 you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. they actually do believe in God, mm-hmm. and they actually, you know, but they may not understand everything about Him. But I think people that say they do understand everything about God are people we shouldn't probably be listening to. Yeah. Because how can you really understand God? I think that God can handle our questions. I yeah. think He's big yeah. enough to, to understand that. I mean, the New Testament says we see in a glass dimly right now. It mean, mirror, we, dear, mirror, mirror not well, a glass. We don't call them glasses. Well, it was Wake probably... Wake up in the morning, look in the glass. Okay. It was probably when I was a child and I learned from King Jameth, they probably called it a looking glass. That is correct. Okay. So, so you know, we look into a, a, a dim mirror, a, a fuzzy mirror right now. And, <laughs> but... But, you know, eventually when we get to heaven, things will be more clear and we yeah. try our best to understand things now, but we're not going to understand everything. Yeah. And and today, the passage you're going to read here in a minute, it's mm-hmm. almost like reading a sci-fi movie script. Yeah. Our son even wanted to do a whole um, short story on it. Yeah. But don't say what he was going to call it. No, I was going to call it that. <laughs> okay. I kept giving him a bad time. <laughs> But, but inside Ruth, joke, everybody. Inside and joke. you don't know what it is. <laughs> but if Nathan listens, he'll know. <laughs> so, well, should we just get into this passage? Well, then? we certainly can jump into it. <laughs> okay. I just I just think it's interesting that that people sometimes discount their faith because they don't understand everything. And you know, like like Amy said, it's really um it's God is big enough to handle questions and he's big enough to handle our doubt. And it's okay if you don't understand everything. Nobody really should understand everything. There's no way we can until we, you know, like you well, said, the, we finally come face to face with God. And I think you kind of pointed out, it's kind of arrogant to say yeah. that, you, that we have it all down. <laughs> well, that's why I say, you know, most of the cult leaders oh yeah, and, and even some people that are pastors of churches and leaders of religious organizations, they, act like they know everything and 
boy, if you're involved in something like that, be watchful. Be very weary of it because mm-hmm. it's not. Um, that's not right. When I mean, you can be confident that you that you understand parts of of who God is and you understand Scripture and stuff, but you don't need to be arrogant about it. And you can't say. I exclusively know the truth and nobody else has this angle but me. You say that and you're setting yourself up for some serious problems. Yeah. And we shouldn't follow people like that. So, yeah. Yes, okay, indeed. enough of enough of that. Mm-hmm. All right. We got to get into the scripture here. Why don't <laughs> I um I'm going to go to um biblegateway.com. Now, I had several bibles out earlier today looking at different translations so we'll probably end up talking about some of the different um, interpretations of the hebrew um i looked at paraphrases i looked at at translation okay when you're saying that that just goes over everybody's head what do you mean by that well when i say translations that's when people have translated from the original hebrew in this case from the from the old testament was written in hebrew um and also Greek in the New Testament, and the Septuagint was actually translated into Greek at one point too. So Hebrew or Greek, a translation into to English. Um, a paraphrase is where you take a an English version and you just put it in, put modern, it in words. modern words right. and, and put it in your own. Contemporary right. language is not a direct translation word for word. Okay. So. Well, let's go ahead and get in. We're only going to cover a little bit of chapter six today of Genesis because we want to wait till next week to really jump into the profile on Noah. Mm-hmm. But what we're going to give you is why why we're getting into the story of Noah. Well, and if we can go back, um, we don't have to read it, but in in chapter five, in chapter five, where it gives the genealogy of Adam, Adam's descendants. Up like Adam, who was in the garden that ate the apple, kind yeah. of thing. Okay. Yeah. I just was like, Adam I want to make and sure. Eve. Um, it goes from Adam to Noah, and one interesting fact that isn't in chapter six, but when Noah was born, his father named him. What was it? Noah. No. Yeah. No. But what does <laughs> Noah mean? <laughs> I'm going, what are you talking about? Of course Noah? he called him Noah. But but it means relief. Re- means relief. Relief. Like relief. plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. So I just thought that that was interesting. <laughs> so Noah's plop, plop. There he is. But, oh, but what a relief he is. <laughs> the word Noah means <laughs> relief. And, and it's kind of interesting when we read the first few verses in chapter 6 mm-hmm. that... I'm almost kind of wondering. I think his dad, when he named him Relief, it, the the next verse said, um, because God made us farm this land and it was like cursed and so it's hard work and so now I have a son and it'll bring me relief. But I'm almost wondering if maybe the, the Noah's name, meaning Relief, could also be Relief to God. Finally, there's going to be some righteous person, someone that is going to stand up for right and do what's right. Well, so, let's talk. Let's we'll go ahead and get, get into in it. There. <laughs> okay, um, here we go. Uh, it's right. chapter 6 of Genesis. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. And here's what it says. Chapter 6 of Genesis says, the world, A World Gone Wrong is the title. 
Then the people began to multiply on the earth, and daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw the beautiful women and took any they wanted as their wives. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time, for they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. Okay, we need to stop there, though, mm-hmm. and look at where it talks about sons of God having, taking human women as their wives. Oh, it goes on and says more stuff of what they do. Okay, but, but... But let's talk about how old folks got back then. Yeah. Because these folks that we're going to talk about, like Noah, when he got instructions from God to build the ark... Yeah. He was, how he's old like was he? like 500 years 502 old. years old or something like that? Well, he's oh, no, 502 when the flood happened. So oh, when the, Okay, so back up uh, it, 120 years. It took him a while to build the ark. <laughs> yeah, it took him 120 years to build the ark. Now, people go, well, wait a minute, Rick. People can't live that long. But here's the theory. Because, because if you read the biblical account, you're going to see a lot of these older guys that, that they talk about and women mm-hmm. lived, some of them, Close to 900 to what? What the oldest living person was a thousand years old? No, just shy, just shy of a thousand. And here's the theory behind that Mm -hmm. they think the scholars have have looked at this and studied the scripture and then talked to scientists and different things. And they think that before the flood happened, before Noah and the ark, Mm -hmm. that there wasn't, um, there, it, it was different as far as our atmosphere was concerned, mm-hmm. and that there was this big canopy over the earth as far as like a water kind of vapor that held uh, it, it. And that's why we, we find like jungle type of things in cold climates and stuff as, as far as archaeology is concerned. And, and you see all these different things. Well, anyway, the theory is that there was this canopy or this shield around the earth that protected the people living on the earth. So they didn't get all the ultraviolet rays and the... They didn't age as They didn't quickly. age as quickly. And so they could live a lot longer. Now, the theory is that when the flood happened and God opened up the skies and the earth and everything else and all this stuff happened, that that's when rain started. That before that, it, they, it wasn't raining. It just every morning it was like dew, a thick dew that was all over the ground. And that's why it was more tropical all over the earth. Then it changed after the flood. And that's... It's the same time as we start reading these scriptures. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, the uh, the folks didn't live that old anymore. Now their lifespan was 120 years mm-hmm. instead of 900. <laughs> yeah. And so that's, you know, people have asked that before. And they said, well, how come these people, there's no possible way. The Bible can't be true because nobody lives till they're 900 years old. Well, in this case, before the flood, there were people that lived very, very old. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Noah was uh, 400 some years old when he started working on the ark and well around there. And and from that point on, you know, uh, a lot of different stuff happens. So that's how you get that whole thing. And, and, and we see in the scripture right here that God says that um, the normal lifespan now will be no more than 120 years because somehow, someway, and I don't know how this all works because it's not really explained, but somehow, someway, angelic or spiritual beings began to uh, mate with human beings. Mm-hmm. And something happened within that that messed with the genetics. It's just like a sci-fi show. 
and and uh, something happened in the genetics and we got we got mutants basically we got these big huge giant people and um, obviously God was not pleased with that. It says in verse 4, In those days, and for some time after, giant Nephilites, 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 Nephilites. <laughs> I'm not even sure how to say it. But giants, whatever they are, lived on the earth. And for whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. Now, this is fascinating. You have a really interesting theory on this. I, I do have a weird theory. And, okay. and this, I, I don't think I I've think you're ever, pretty accurate on it. I don't think I've ever heard anyone really talk about this other than me. So I may be just totally washed up. No, but, you're not. You're, you've, you've got, you nailed something here. Well, you know, you, you read about, you know, ancient Greek and, and Roman mythology. Uh-huh. And there are all these stories about these like half divine or half um half godlike and and half half human Mm -hmm. um heroes you know hercules and achilles and all all, these different all these different ones that gods and goddesses yeah and and it's you know i mean this was thousands of years ago before before noah's flood that this happened and before the great flood that that these spiritual beings and and their different translations have interpreted differently sometimes it's, it's called they're called angels or fallen angels mm-hmm. sometimes they're called sons of god or you know and or spiritual beings well and that's basically the tra- if you actually go in and read the hebrew the 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 actual interpretation or the actual word that the Hebrews used was spiritual. They were spiritual beings, mm-hmm. so they were different than human beings. Yeah, and but they, when they mixed with human DNA, they created, created something giants. giant, giants uh, and strong and powerful. Right, and they and who knows what kind of superpowers they had? We don't know. Yeah, you know the Bible doesn't say. They just says that they were men of renown and famous warriors. Yeah, and they they and it said became the heroes and famous warriors yeah. of ancient times. So we that's don't know kinda, what that means. That's where I, I think personally that a lot of the mythology, the mythology yeah, yeah. surrounding you know Greek and Roman and different myths uh, of powerful warriors came from yeah and you don't hear a lot of people talk about this in the church world simply because i think they just they're they're a little scared of it they don't know how to answer it they don't they you know it's like i don't know what this means well i don't either we have we have theories well in the bible says not to worship other gods you know and so i think sometimes people are there's a tail look at that a (laughs) a tail just went past my monitors it was my cat yeah Hi, Stripey. I, I think people are are concerned about reading about mythology because kitty, 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 kitty. um those ancient heroes were worshipped as gods. I I love my cat. He I probably know. would have been a man of renown. And um, and the Bible says not to have any other gods before our God. You know, so so we're not to worship the other gods. But I just think I personally I think that maybe. Their or the origins to some of those stories came from sure that part I, of I Genesis. I would agree with that. I think yeah. that's really fascinating. Okay, so let's get into verse five. Okay, and now we're gonna now. Okay, the reason we had these passages beforehand to talk about this is because things started to go awry. You know, I mean, really, a lot of things they changed. They went to seed fast. 
Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, from Adam and Eve, and then you start watching what happens, you know, the culture and the the attitude on the earth changed a lot mm-hmm. from where it was supposed to be. And so now you've even got angelic beings mating with the with humans, and you've got things that are going on. Here, my daughter's calling. Just a minute. Just a second. Hello. Hi. Hi you off work already? <laughs> Would you work a million hours today? <laughs> uh huh. Wow. Well, you get a good paycheck that way. Yeah. Well, you on your way home? Okay. Nah. We got we have food for you here when you come home, so come on home. Okay, love you. Drive safe. All right, bye. There we go. Sorry. My daughter called. She's just got off work after working a whole bunch. She's coming home. Okay, well, so where were we? So we're just setting up. You can go ahead and probably read the next um, verse. Okay, all right. Okay, so, so here we go. Uh, it says in verse 5, The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe away this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, and I will destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I am sorry I ever made them. But favor with the Lord. So now this is an interesting part of the scripture here. Mm-hmm. Not very often do you hear God regret something that he's done. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's only a couple of times that you ever really hear that. One is here mm-hmm. and the other is when um, the people of Israel rejected him a billion times and were worshiping other gods. And he burned in anger and, and Moses actually saved the human race. Because he said, don't kill them, God. Don't kill them. They don't realize what they're doing, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I regret I ever made these people. They're stiff-necked people. And they're, they're awful. Stubborn, yeah. yeah, and they're stubborn and everything. Well, anyway, very interesting passage of Scripture here. Basically, what's going on here is God is deciding to reboot his creation. Mm-hmm. And he does it by what we'll find here um, next week. Is He does it by... Picking a man that he felt was righteous or stood right with him mm-hmm. in the midst of a, a whole generation of people and a whole um, popu- population of people on the earth that were wicked, that were mean, that were murderous, that were awful. I mean, just awful. It was just continuously yucky stuff. But he picked one person. And what, what he does is he reboots it by flooding the earth, but to having one family that is safe through it so that he can populate the earth yet once again. But this time, he wants to do it um, differently. And very, very interesting Mm -hmm. how it all works. But here we are with what does this have to do with us today? Hmm. And and I think it's, it's an interesting observation to look and see 
how close and comparable as we get through the scriptures here that the time that we live now on earth we would think that humans have evolved to a point where you know there's no more famine there's no more war there's you know people are nice to each other but really this is probably one of the, the worst times to live not not as far as technology and not as far as there's some nice people but there's a lot of yucky stuff going on in the earth today i i um don't like to watch the news very often yeah depressing because it's depressing you, you turn on the news and it's about so-and-so getting raped so-and-so getting burglarized so murder getting their house blowing up their house yeah or, you know and it's like um you know i was happy before i watched the news and now i'm pretty sad you yeah know? yeah and you know and it's not that we need to put our our head in a hole in the ground you know we need to stay informed to a certain extent but but um you know if you watch the news all day long you you can get pretty depressed <laughs> i i watch the watch it the minimum or read <laughs> the minimum possible of that kind of stuff because yeah. it's it's it can get people down well what i found interesting out of this we only read a few scriptures here and the, and the, on purpose but what i found really interesting is that god had regret Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, like I say, you don't see that a lot Definitely. because, I mean, and, and what makes that interesting to me is that God is much more complex than we give him credit. Well, and sometimes. I, I mean, we, we associate him with, you know, I mean, we think he's perfect, and, which he is. And we think, you know, we think we have all these conceptions of God. But in fact, yeah. there's more, I mean, we're more like him than we think. And, and I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I just mean. That there's this emotion and there's this there's this passion and compassion and there's this I don't know there's just well, and there's like regret and there's earlier in the the book of Genesis it said that God made man in His image yeah so so you know actually it says let us make man in our image. image yeah so what who is he talking about that mm. that's a different a different mm. one different story that different is story mm. that could be about. 500 podcasts talking about that one podcast we should do um but i i do think that that is a part that stands out for me too is that it shows that god has a heart he has feelings it even says it broke his heart yeah and that says it in every one of the translations that we've read that it broke his heart you know can you imagine Mm -hmm. we know what it's like to have kids Mm -hmm. and you want the best for them yeah. You really do. And it's hard. It's the hardest thing as a parent to watch your 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 kids make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Not because you want them to be perfect, but because you don't want them to go through the pain. Yeah. And and sometimes when when they make choices that aren't the greatest, it's hard and it hurts. Yeah. I mean that you know, we've had times when we've just our heart just hurts. And it's not because we hate them. It's not because we don't like them. It's because we love them so much. And this is where I believe it shows how much God loved his creation, but they weren't responding to him anymore. Well, I I think that he saw that mankind was being self-destructive. Yeah. It, it talks about in the New Testament about how murderous the times of Noah were. Oh, it'll say it even here yeah. coming up in, in verse 11. Yeah. Yeah. That there's just people killing each other and the theory the time. there's theories out there from from uh, theologians and stuff that talk about having there, there was more murder happening per capita 
than we've ever seen in our lifetime happening, you know, so on a regular basis. To me, to me, that says that mankind had gotten so they didn't value life at all. Exactly. And I think, you know, sometimes people knock organized religion mm-hmm. for their stand on life, the sanctity of life. Oh, like abortion and stuff? Like abortion uh-huh. or about like not killing old people or terminating old people. Right, right. They, U- they, euthanasia. Euthanasia. Yeah. They, they want... I always thought that was little kids over in China. They, yeah. Okay, go ahead. But, but, you know, sometimes organized faith will take a stand that... that Life is it's valuable. Sacred. It's sacred. It's yeah. sacred, and yeah. it's a gift from God. Well, and that's you know, p- people listening to the podcast right now. That's one of the reasons that people are so passionate mm-hmm. about anti-abortion or anti-euthanasia. That mm-hmm. it's um, it comes from this feeling sometimes. Yeah. And this co- this concept of you know, God loves His creation, and it really and isn't life, our yeah. life is a miracle, a gift from God, and it's and, yeah, it's and, sacred. And then, you know, they have the other extreme here in in this story with Noah where life became nothing. You know, just go out and kill people. No big deal. Right. You know, and... And evil and wicked and, and nasty. you know, and it's part of the reason why um, I can't play any of those video games <laughs> that are so popular with the young people oh, because... You now, did you just hear I yourself? I just said young that people. They're so popular with the young people. But, <laughs> but I... I just hand don't me my geritol, like, Rick. I don't like just Jeez. just having um, games of killing people for fun. Okay. To me, I don't like that. So you know, I'm not going to tell other people they can't play them. Um, Good thing. But I personally am not going to make light of killing people. And, I just and think I, that's wrong. And I happen to be the voices of zombies getting killed. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, what did you see in one of your things? Prepare to die. I was the evil pirate zombie in <laughs> in, uh, in the video game, Zombie Pirate Robot Attack. Yeah. And my line was, Arg, prepare for your death. That was yeah. my line. Yeah. Well, actually, I had many lines, but that was one of them. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> So you might you, you don't maybe have a problem killing things or you know monsters. Oh yeah, I go out and kill but... things all the time. I mean, Wrong. I'm video games. Yes. Yeah. There's a little bit difference between video games yeah, and reality. I, yeah, but anyway, <laughs> but but I think that it can. You hear me go. <laughs> I. Th- <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes. I personally don't like people the idea of be- being desensitized to violence and also just. You know, thinking that if you watch that over and over again, thousands and thousands of times, will you get the idea that it's okay to kill things? I yeah, don't know. Yeah, that's a I whole other discussion. That's I a think. whole other discussion. But obviously, in this time of Noah, there wasn't a value on life. Right. And it, that's what at I'm least saying. what we're reading from this passage of scripture, mm-hmm. obvious that there's some serious bad stuff going on. Yeah. So, let's stop there. Uh huh. And we're going to stop there on the whole idea that God was sorry that he ever made man or anything that lived on the earth (laughs) and that he's going to reboot things. Yes. That's where we're going to stop. So next week, we're going to talk about this guy named Noah that he found because we just read that one last scripture Mm -hmm. was, but Noah found favor with the Lord. Let's find out next week. Why did Noah, this old guy, why did he find favor with the Lord? Why was he able to take his family with him and be saved. And how did this whole thing work? What what did 
what did Noah do? How long did it take him? What was the ark about? And what is the symbolism behind him entering in with his family to this ark and being saved through this tragedy? It will be very fascinating and very practical next week on Take Him With You, even though my voice is really low and really hoarse. <laughs> I don't know if I want to say I hope it'll be better next week because then I mean you didn't work as much next week. So we kind of like your first voice. Yeah, I'm going to have to <laughs> take it easy. To, I have to take it easy tomorrow because I still have I have another audio book that I have to finish. And then I'm working on a medical transcript on Monday. So I'm going to have fun with that. Yeah, yeah. I know how much you like all those medical terms and talking about yeah. blood. Blood. Yeah. That's not your thing. So okay. I, we hope everybody learns something today on the program. <laughs> Um, this was, you know, about the men, the, the heroes and the men of renown and uh, all the crazy stuff that, that we talked about today. It's very fascinating, I think. And I think it's really interesting that it's in the Bible. And there's lots and lots of research out there on what these things mean. And there's lots of theories, too. So we encourage people to read your Bible. Read it for yourself. Open up a Bible. There's, or you can get online and go to BibleGateway.com and type in Genesis 6. And you'll see it come right up on your screen. And you can read it in all sorts of different translations and all sorts of different um, um, paraphrases. paraphrases. And it's really, it's really quite cool. So go ahead and read it and take a listen or, you know, or take a listen to it. You can even get it read to you. Mm -hmm. There's everything online. There's you audio can, you know, Bibles on there. There sure is. Yeah. yeah. So uh, do that and then get charged up and ready because next week we're going to go fully in depth about the man named Noah and his family and what happened to him. So thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you very much. Okay, so now I'm going to play a really cool interview with a guy that is a friend of ours named Randy Crane. He is um, a really, really cool Christian man that has a, an opportunity for people if they would like to dig a little deeper into their faith. And here's the interview I did with him, and uh, we'll just go ahead and the, the show will close at the end of that. Uh, with information on how to get a hold of Randy. But if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can write to us at rick at takingwithyou.com. Or amy at takingwithyou.com. And you can find us on the web at takingwithyou.com. If you'd like to donate and help us out, we would really, really appreciate that. Uh, it's not tax deductible. We don't have a nonprofit ministry or anything like that. But we do appreciate friends that help us out from time to time. And uh, we've got a lot of expenses coming up. So it would be really cool if you could help us. And that is just simply go to PayPal and type in rick at takingwithyou.com. That's our PayPal address. Or you can just go and click the donate button on the Taking With You website. Did I say everything I need to say? I think that's close enough. All right. Well, take a listen to this interview, and we'll see you next week on Taken With You. Thanks, everybody. Can you say goodbye? Goodbye. With me on Skype is my friend Randy Crane. Hi, Randy. Hey, Rick. I am very impressed with some of the things that I have uh, noticed that you do, and I thought it would be really interesting for the listeners of Taken With You to hear about some of the things that you do to help people kind of find their mission in life. Tell us a little bit about what you do and why you do it. 
Sure, I'd be happy to. In fact, I would love to. That's part of my mission and purpose is to do exactly that. Uh, and speaking of that, you know, we all have a mission. We all have some kind of purpose, something that God has uniquely designed each and every one of us for, using our strengths, talents, skills, abilities, passions, and personality. All of those go together. Your mission is bigger than just a job. It's bigger than a career. The, both of those should be, can be expressions of it, but it's much more than that. It's the, the framework, it's the, the direction and the, the filter for your entire life. Discovering your mission and then living it out is being a good steward of the gifts that God has given you. you know, I think most of us, maybe all of us, want to be that kind of good steward. We think about it with tithing. Uh, we think about it with some of those other areas where it's sort of easier to measure. And we say, well, I'm going to be a good steward of the money that God has given me. But what about the gifts that he's given you in your life? What about the way that he made you specifically to do something? Not some little something, but some big something, some overarching purpose of your life. What are you doing with that? And so that's my job. That's my purpose uh, as a Christian life and personal development coach. My job is to work with people to help them discover and then live out in a way that is pleasing to God and fulfilling to themselves what that mission and purpose of their lives is. That is that is really cool. Okay, so question then. How hard is it if somebody wanted to maybe find out a little bit more about this? Or maybe there's people listening right now that are like, dude, that is exactly what I need. How do they, how do they go about that? And is it difficult? Is it, is it going to be really tough? To find out the information and to get started? No, it's very easy. All they've got to do is go to my website, which is leaving it confirmed. ConformityCoaching.com. Oh, say it one more and, time because you broke up on Skype there a little bit. Oh, sure. It's LeavingConformityCoaching.com. Very cool. And there they can get information about what coaching is, about me. I have some free resources and tools for people. Uh, and they can contact me for a free introductory, sort of a get acquainted and, uh, you know, kind of test the waters uh, type of introductory session so that we can find out where they are, where it is that they're wanting to go, and uh, how we can best get there. And in fact, honestly, even if I'm the best person to work with them, because not everybody yeah, it has works to be, together real well. Yeah, it has so. to be a good fit. And it sounds like it to me, what I'm gathering from the information that you've offered, not only on this little segment here, but also what we've talked about outside of here, uh, is you basically tailor make it around the personality of the person you're working with and their and their specific gifts. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's some foundational pieces that go into everybody. Sure, of course. But we even approach those in different ways. Sure. And then the farther we get into it, the more specific and the more tailor made that it becomes. Uh, so getting in touch with me, getting started like that is easy. It's oh, really easy. Great. What's your email address? My email address is Randy, that's R-A-N-D-Y, at leavingconformitycoaching.com. Well, that's very, very easy to do. Excellent. 
Very, very good. Well, and then, of course, they can go over and, and like you said, they can read the information that's on your website, kind of get a little more feel of it. But uh, have you... How's it, how's it, how does it feel to help people find kind of what they're made to do? Is that, is that thrilling for you? It absolutely is. Uh, you know, it's so incredibly exciting and inspiring, and there's almost not words for it. To take someone and work with them from a place where they either feel like they don't really have a purpose or they hate their job and and they don't really feel like they have a way out right or even people who kind of like their job or even love their job but they're wondering you know is this something that god really has for me i mean you know is this something that's part of my purpose or is it just something i'm doing right and to be able to help them move to a place where they have an understanding of who they are and who they are in him who he's made them to be and then how they can apply that in a way that uh, that brings success in a, in a way that we'll talk about. And we actually also look at defining success and then getting that in all the different areas of life. And to see people move from one end of that to the other and then be able to move forward with a plan for their lives and goals uh, that they didn't even know were possible just a few weeks or so before wow. is just unbelievable. That's fantastic. Okay, one last question. Here you go. Obviously, there's going to be people out there that like have been a believer for quite some time, and they're like, "This is exactly what I need." Will this work for? Will this work for the person that that maybe hasn't even committed to going to church? Maybe maybe they just believe in God, but they really haven't jumped all the way in. Will this help them get more hooked up with Him? Or, I mean, is do you recommend it for people that are brand new in in their faith, or is it just for people that are seasoned? No, it's for anybody uh, as long as either you're a believer or you're at least willing to consider a Christian worldview as we approach this. Uh, okay. uh, it doesn't matter where you, you are in your Christian walk, because where we start from, and this is one of the th- things that makes me and my approach very unique, is we start by looking at God and who He is, and then who we are in Him, what wow. our identity is, who He says we are, and what success means in that framework. Oh, and then we great. move forward from there. So if you're a brand new Christian, then this is perfect for you. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But if you've been in it for a long time, you know, a lot of us have developed some unhealthy uh, views sure. of God. Sure. Or we haven't even really thought about him yeah. and who he is. And so it's a great way to reground into that foundation and then start building. That's really cool. Excellent. Well, one last time, how do people get a hold of you if, they, if they're if they considering this? They can get a hold of me at randy at leavingconformitycoaching.com via email, or they can go to my website, check it out, and then fill out the contact form there, make use of the free resources, uh, and then please do contact me. Uh, and the website is, of course, leavingconformitycoaching.com. So if they get in there, check that out, uh, and then don't be afraid to move forward and become the you that God made you to be. 
Fantastic. That sounds awesome, Randy. So I'm so glad that uh, we are becoming friends. And I really, you know, I've read through all your materials and, and I've talked to you uh, quite a bit now. And I'm really, um, I'm really digging what you do. So you come highly recommended from me too. So I, I wish Amy was here to talk with us tonight, but uh, she's, she's at work. So um, I'm just really excited for, for what you're doing. And I can't wait to, to uh, hook you up with some folks that uh, perhaps would like to jump into the adventure with you. Thank you, Rick. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait. Thank you. Hey, this is Jen from Anomaly, and you're listening to my friends Rick and Amy on one of my favorite podcasts, Take Him With You. Take Him With You is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2012. All rights reserved. Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command & Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and autoexec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks, we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. So, after our great friends Rick and Amy have enlightened you on their awesome podcast, Take Him With You, why not give us a listen? You'll be happy you did. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a Mickey, Mickey Day. day.